When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Market Academy LLC, your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? It's when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with business ownership that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or you put it off till later. Does that sound familiar? I'm your host, Dan Olivo, and each week we bring a business professional eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get charged up for success? Let's hit it. So welcome back once again to another episode of Charged Up Studio, where small business owners can get the information and tips needed to grow and scale their new business. My guest today is someone I've known for quite a while now. She's a lawyer, a real estate expert, author, and global speaker. Today, we're going to talk about investing across borders, the benefits and the challenges. Whether you are thinking of expanding your business internationally or simply investing internationally, there are a great deal of what ifs and what nots to be considered. Having spent four years in Brazil, I can relate to our subject matter this morning. So let's all give a very warm welcome to our very special guest this morning, Ms. Lauren Cohen, founder and president of Investing Across Borders. Good morning, Lauren. Hi, good morning, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm glad you could join us. And I'm glad talk to be here. This, this subject matter, yes, definitely. Well, lots of people have certainly pursued this over COVID and realized that the borders are fluid. So before COVID, I think people were much, well, I know people were more hesitant. And now you don't necessarily even have to be able to travel to a place to no. expand there or invest there. And COVID and Zoom and the changes in the way that we do business have definitely helped to open a lot of those doors and expand horizons. Exactly, exactly. So before we get started, I always like to ask um, a very important question to kind of give our audience an idea of who you are and your personality. You ready? Okay. <laughs> if you could go back in time and give your young self some solid advice, what advice would you give her and at what age? So, um, well, there's a few things, but the first thing would be don't wait till you're 43 to have a kid. 
but that, that's, that's not always in our control, is it? Um, I think that the advice I would give my younger self is to become an entrepreneur much earlier and not deal with the legal rat race. Um, as a cross-border lawyer, I worked in a law firm setting and in an in-house setting for many years. And I was never excited about it or inspired by it or passionate about it. It was a job with a paycheck. Right. And there's a lot of risks attached to being an entrepreneur, as you know, but the rewards are so great that it overrides the, the risks. Most of the time, obviously, if you're a successful entrepreneur, it's much easier. But I think starting earlier than I did for sure would make a humongous difference and or would have made a humongous difference. So um, invest in real estate earlier and start your entrepreneurial journey as early as you can, even if it's in uh, to complement a, a job. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, we've known each other for quite a while. I've seen you go through, you know, some different things and I've gone through some different things, you know, and, you know, give our audience just a little bit of what's happened over the past, say, pre-COVID to now that has either changed your trajectory or caused you to pivot. I think anybody that didn't pivot during COVID probably, um, well, either was super lucky or super unlucky. Uh, before COVID, I created a program called Scale Up Checkup, which I know you'll remember. And this was a, uh, a um, portal that identified risk in a business in seven essential areas. And the concept, the concept was great, but the cost was much greater than I anticipated. And so as it was building out this portal with an assessment driven, like a technology and, and everything, I realized that it probably would take millions of dollars, not hundreds of thousands of dollars to really launch this properly. It was kind of like a Craigslist for entrepreneurs or for business owners. And, um, or maybe more like an Angie's List to be on, to be candid, because Angie's List is more about um, uh, referrals and, uh, you know, um, resources and um, reviews and so on. So COVID came and I am an immigration expert and had created this portal. And not only were people not really caring about the risk of their business, they just wanted to stay afloat, but they certainly weren't transversing borders or moving from one country to another or investing in another country. And so I was like, what do I do? Because I am a single mom and if, if I don't make money, we don't eat. <laughs> so, so I changed courses. And at the beginning of COVID, you may recall, I was helping people get money from the Small Business Administration because it was very overwhelming and confusing to figure out how to navigate those waters. And that was one of the smartest things I ever did because it helped me to build a tribe and build a following and build uh, relationships uh, over Zoom. <laughs> but mm -hmm. those relationships are actually the relationships that have been like created the sustaining, the sustenance that I have now in my business. And then um, um, a gentleman that I met at Little League said to me, if he he's from um, Ottawa, Canada. And he said to me one night we're at dinner, he said, 
my friends don't want to think they're going to make this move because now all of a sudden, so I'm from Canada and there was all these mask mandates and people started showing interest in moving. And I was like, I, I'm not ready for this. And he, had, he said, they just want a simple one step, one stop, one step program where they come and they say, here, here's my money. I don't know what I want to do. Can you help me? And I created this thing called 10 Steps to Immigrate Through Real Estate, which um, also is 10 Steps to Immigrate Through Investment, but it's not, it doesn't rhyme. So it's not as catchy. Yeah. Um, and that became my signature program and it put me on the map. And um, in 20, like last year, we had one day in January when we had 198 inquiries in one day. It was wow. insane because I started focusing where I knew my sweet spot was, which is Canada. I'm from Canada and Canadians wanted to come here. So I was like, hmm, this is a no brainer. Now yeah. you go back to your roots where you came from and you start serving the people that know, like, and trust you. And yeah. um, and I created a bot because of the volume of inquiries and we built a team and systems and I rejoined my coaching program and did all the things that I needed to do to position our business to take on this amazing um, volume of, of inquiries. And most of them don't convert to clients. They're just information seekers, as you know. But yeah. the the client conversion was at such a high level um, that every single client has right. been, you know, successfully processed through the visa process. And now we are actually launching a post-visa coaching program called Achieve Your American Dream Team or Achieve Your American Dream Team Network. And that's because a lot of people don't realize that once you get a visa to live and work in yeah. the U.S., just the beginning of the story. Oh yeah, you have you have to maintain your business, renew your visa. I mean, there's so many variables, and they come in from wherever Canada, Israel, Brazil, and they're like, "Oh, I know how to run a business right in that country, but not in this country." Right, right. So, so we we pivoted at, in response to demand. Yeah, which which. That's where, you know, I was getting at before when I mentioned that, you know, four years I spent down in Brazil and it didn't take me long at all to realize that the culture, the, you know, the corporate mm. culture and everything between Brazil and here in the U.S. was so different. And it was it was not that it was difficult for me, if anything, I think my uh, one of my reps down there, which was my primary rep, she had the hardest time and she's Brazilian and U.S. citizen, you know, mm, but, um, you know, that was one of the things that I learned very quickly down in Brazil was the fact that you cannot go in to a foreign country and take over and, and, and dominate the process thinking, okay, I'm an expert at this, this, and this without knowing what that culture is, right? I think that the problem is that so many people think, especially from Canada, that it's business as usual. And they'll come to the U.S. and do things the same way, accomplish their goals, and it just doesn't work that way because even Canada is very different. And... But the culture is extraordinarily different. The way we do business is extraordinarily different. The way we network, the way we create relationships, 
Um, everything is different. And I, I think that the most important lesson that you can learn in doing business across borders is that everything is different and you need help. And yeah. if you think that you don't need help, you're going to fail. Yeah. Look, the most successful coaches and business owners have coaches, right? Yeah. So there's a reason for that. My coach has a coach. Her coach has a coach. It goes up the chain and up the ladder. Right. And anybody that thinks that they know everything, like you said, and especially when you're crossing borders, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. You know, going down to Brazil, I had four reps and each one represented a different function of what I did. There was a technology rep. There was a marketing rep. Okay. There was another one that was um, more on the operational side, but my main rep, uh, she was 83 years old when I met her Wow. down there. And um, you'd never know it, you know, to look at her but she was an ex-congresswoman for Rio. So she was able to be that gatekeeper that could break through the gatekeepers and get me sure. in, you know. So it's important that, and, and like you said, it's important that when you go in internationally, you have somebody who is from that country, wherever it is you're going, right. because they're gonna right. know how to maneuver, just like coming in here to the United States, you know, and and, you know, we help foreigners come in. They have to understand about the visa process, about, you know, um, what you can and can't do, the tax situations, everything here. You know, um, it's 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 not an easy process to break in internationally, either inbound or outbound. No, I agree with you. But the most important thing you can do for yourself is build a strong team to support you in, right. in your endeavors. Right. And um, that, you know, our team is comprised of not only inter our internal team of eight, but also we have ex external strategic partners that work with us to such an amazing degree that they are beholden to us and we navigate waters together. Um, right. And I will tell you that anybody that comes in and says, oh, I have it all down, they're never going to end up working with us. And I'm not going to work with them because that's yeah. not a fit. And look, my my ex-husband, I think you probably have heard this, Dana, my ex-husband was deported on the way back from our honeymoon. Why? Because I thought I knew too much. Not oh, really, yeah. that's not why. But I didn't, I, I didn't get all the answers. And that's what caused me or prompted me to become an immigration concierge lawyer because if I if it can happen to me and I'm a pretty smart girl who is a lawyer who you know I thought I had everything organized if it can happen to me it can happen to anybody and it's a lot different when you have children involved this was on the way back from our honeymoon so it was you know very shortly into our marriage it was a not a good marriage in the first place it was not a good choice so right that's why the name of my book is Finding Your Silver Lining in the Business Immigration Process, because I found my silver lining through that adversity, just like most of us. Right now, people are going through tough times, but tough times breed amazing entrepreneurs. Don't that doesn't isn't that what happens? And that's absolutely right. You know, you you don't become entre entrepreneurs overnight. Okay. It is not, you know, those hard knocks are what makes those strong entrepreneurs out there. You know, hundred percent, right? 
absolutely right. So tell me a little bit about some of the, without giving names, okay, let's tell the audience a little bit about some of the challenges that uh, we look at. I mean, we've been, we've been discussing them briefly, you know, here, but let's, let's give them a little bit more details as far as what they should be considering if they're looking at taking their business internationally or investing. So the first thing that you can do for yourself is make sure that you speak with a cross-border accountant slash cross-border lawyer. Now I say accountant slash lawyer because the accountant almost is the first line of defense. The last thing that you want to do is go into a new country without being prepared for their tax, the tax implications, not only in the destination country, but also how does that impact you in your home country? So these are very important. Um, these are very important considerations. And if you don't look at them, you're going to end up potentially being subject to double taxation. Mm -hmm. Then it comes the cross-border lawyer. Why? Because the last thing you want, especially when you're coming into the U.S., is to subject yourself to legal liability. Because in the U.S., for example, compared to Canada, you know, it's very litigious society. So things that would never be litigated in Canada could be litigated here just because. Yeah. Um, and there's deep pockets and there's a lot of people. And so speaking to, so one thing that way too many people do is, especially when they're investing in real estate in the U.S., is they go to a U.S. real estate coach or U.S. real estate investing portal or company. And that's lovely, but if that U.S. real estate investing company, they might be amazing at guiding American investors, but they don't really care much about the other way. you yeah. from another, right. Yeah. And and so uh, one my business partner, who's from Calgary, and one of my businesses had this happen to her, where she invested $40,000 in a coaching program and started investing in Columbus, Ohio, and because she didn't have the right structure she ended up losing everything and paying every cent that she earned to either the IRS or the Canada Revenue Agency. Well, mm -hmm. why wouldn't you want to avoid that and work smartly? Um, so the first thing that you should do is speak to professionals that truly are professionals that working on both sides of, of whatever border it is, even if it's you know uh, the US and uh, France or the US and the UK or wherever, South America. Any of the countries in South America, you name it, and there are we have experts on our team that handle every one of those countries. We've had somebody from France that wants to invest in real estate. You still got to look at um, double taxation. So there's the most important thing that you can do for yourself is not not do research online and think that you know the answers. Because let me tell you that for every wrong for every right answer, there's probably three wrong answers. And, and it's, I was here, I heard about yesterday, a woman was talking about her husband. He was not feeling well. He Googled blah, blah, blah. And three days later, he was dead. Okay. Because if you Google the answers, you can think, oh, what, you know, Google has a, a whole, not that Google is bad. Okay. But I don't, I forget, I don't want to say that, but, but you have to go to the source. Mm -hmm. And the source is, is somebody that is an expert in that area. I'm not an expert at taxes. I don't try to guide somebody on taxes. I bring in my expert to guide my clients on taxes because I do not know, believe me, if I did, my tax situation would have been different, but I'm not an expert. <laughs> and, and that's the important thing is realizing that 
there's a team involved and anybody that doesn't bring you that team and says, I know everything, I can get you all the answers. Mm, yeah, think twice. Yeah. When I went down to Brazil, um, the first year I was down there was strictly just fact finding, data gathering, you know, things like that. I didn't really do anything until I, you know, had my team built down there. But even with my team down there, there were things that, you know, um, uh, I wasn't prepared for, you know. For instance, I could not open a business down there. I could have, and opening it was not an issue. Closing it would have been the issue, okay? Uh, because yeah. it's not as easy to exit a business down in Brazil. The other thing is, as, as like you said, as far as the money transfers and things like that, and finding those banks that you know you could easily use down there to where you could collect money and transfer it back to the U.S. or whatever, you know. Right. Um, I also had a very serious accident down in Brazil and oh they, they had a 30% tax rate down there. Mm -hmm. And in order to avoid that tax rate, we ended up going outside of the country of Brazil and bringing the money in through Portugal, you know, so there's, there's, you know, there's things that you have to pay attention to when you're working down there, you know, down there. Um, well, internationally, okay, here in the U.S., we've got, um, what is that law that protects us against, um, I can't remember now, but down against, there, huh? Against what? Um, people taking advantage of you when in, in business, you're paying off somebody. What am I, when you're paying somebody to get a job? Oh, oh, well, I don't, I don't know what law you mean exactly, but if you, you mean like, um, now you put me on the spot and I can't think of it. No, I, my brain is just, you know, I, it's like on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, we yeah. have a law here where you are not allowed to bribe somebody with right. gifts or money or whatever in order to get a job. Okay. Right, um, but in Brazil, it's normal. In Brazil, it's common and it's common for them to come up to you and say, look, you know, I've got an uncle here that I want to bring in and you can pay him, you know, and he'll do all this stuff and he'll get you these jobs, you know, and everything. And I and I would say to them, look, legally, I can't do that. If you want to pay them out of your money that I'm going to be paying you, that's fine. But I am mm -hmm. not going to be paying a second and third person just to get a job, you know, uh, that right. type. So, you know, these are things that we have to take into consideration if we're going to go internationally. Even in international waters, we're still uh, obligated to the U.S. rules and regulations. Correct. You know, so, yeah. That's correct. And a lot of people don't realize that either. No. Like, yeah. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a dual citizen, but it doesn't... If I send money to Canada, I'm still subject subject to U.S. tax, so yeah. it's, it's not it's not of any value. Um, right. But the other thing to think about is that if you do have the right team and you do get the right structure and you do put the right precautions and take the right steps, you can be extraordinarily successful across borders. And I think 
far too many entrepreneurs don't think about the big picture of that opportunity. And they only think about expanding maybe to the next state. And um, sometimes, especially for American-based companies expanding into other countries, there's a huge opportunity in doing that. And um, certainly the market in the US with its 300 and some odd million people mm -hmm. is much broader than most, not all, but yeah. most. However, even though it may not have the numbers that say China or Brazil have, it has the buying power because people here buy. And so yeah. if you are selling product or services, products or services, America is def definitely needs to be on your target list. Yeah. No, definitely. So if, if uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the issues that we ran into when we were working internationally for products and services, okay, mm -hmm. coming in from China and the delays that we had, you know, um, where does the responsibility lie when something like that happens? Um, I mean, naturally, we had to explain to our clients, look, you know, it's tied up on the ship, you know, two miles off of, you know, <laughs> off the U.S. coast. We can't bring it in until it's cleared, you know, all this other stuff. Where are there any repercussions or are there anything as far as. Um, I don't know uh, if it's if if I'm trying to to put the blame on anything of making up the losses that happened. Yeah, so that's gonna depend on your your contract with the supplier. That That's uh, um, usually not subject to common law in terms of what happens beyond borders. And it's also gonna depend on where the product was um, assembled. But th that, those are very complicated issues that I definitely don't even touch yeah. on. The only thing that you need to do is make sure that whoever you are working with in any other country, you have appropriate an appropriate um, agreement in place that is reviewed not just by counsel in America, but by counsel in that country as well, so that right. it's binding. Otherwise, why bother? No, that's true. That's true. So... Um, how familiar are you with XM Bank and and all of this? Are you mean the banking, the banks falling apart? Those ones? No, not the ones falling apart. But XM Bank is is an uh, international um, uh, banking uh, platform or whatever for finding jobs internationally. And yeah, I don't help with finding jobs. I absolutely don't help with finding jobs. I stay as far away from that as I possibly can. So I help people that are setting up businesses, investing in other countries or expanding their businesses or buying real estate. Um, helping with jobs is a whole different ball of wax, which I try to stay far away from. Well, XM Bank, basically what they do is they help companies who are buying products and things like that um, uh, and, and getting the funds and being able to fund it, you know, for mm -hmm. those products and everything. So I didn't know how deep you got into that as far as that's concerned. Yeah, no. Um, do you see an increase in companies coming here to the, to America since COVID? Yes and no. Um, it, there are different companies that are coming here now. So before it was uh, larger companies expanding their footprint, 
now it's more entrepreneurs that I see coming that are frustrated with their home country and so feel that America offers yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, they're relocating. Okay. I know I had a lot of people I was stealing up in Canada and talking to them. You know, they were so frustrated during COVID and everything, so frustrated that they were ready to pack up everything yeah. and come down here to the U.S. Yeah, come down to the U.S. And, um, and then here in the U.S., we're fighting the influx of people who are coming down here and the housing you know, well, the, each state is different, but you're right. Here in Florida, where we're both located, it's yeah. definitely been crazy. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So um, we're coming up on the end of another podcast here with Charged Up Studio. Lauren, do you have anything else you want to leave? Any kind of tidbit? Yeah, I think it's important for people to realize that even when the economy is challenged here that's still strong and there is just like i said at the beginning when dennis said what would you tell your younger self don't wait until it's too late don't wait till tomorrow because today is the day to take advantage of this explore your opportunities to invest and build your business and expand across borders now not later not when your business is like has accomplished this and this and this do it now at least explore it because the, la the worst thing you can do for yourself is not give yourself the opportunity to really see what's out there for you. Right. You don't have to pursue it, but at least explore it. Do that for yourself while you can, and the sooner the better. Excellent. So how can people get a hold of you? Should they be interested in finding out more information about international expansion or investment? Sure, thank you. Uh, everything that we do is branded around investing across borders, including our, um, our, our Instagram and our Facebook and everything. You can also reach us at hello at investingacrossborders.net, hello at investingacrossborders.net. We have a great resources page which, with a ton of valuable resources. If you, I, I don't remember the, the URL off the top of my head, but if you email us, hello at investingcrossborders.net, we'll be happy to share that with you so that you can access a bunch of these free downloads and perhaps Dana will, will put them in the, in the show notes, but um, we'd love to help you. We do help people from all over the world. It just so happens I have a special affinity for Canada and just a little bit for Israel. So um, just a little, it's my, my favorite country in the whole wide world. So, um, but yes, if you are in the least bit interested, reach out and we'll see if we can help you. All right. So that concludes our podcast for today. Please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms you're listening to us on or go to our Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is a product of marketatomy.academy the e-learning system designed specifically with the micro business owner in mind. For more information and to register for our many courses, go to marketatomy.academy. That concludes another episode of Charged Up Studio. And Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to talking to everybody next week with another exciting guest. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye. You too. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind. 
with your host, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know you don't know about growing a successful business. Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to or visit us on the YouTube or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon by visiting our website, chargedupstudio.live and click on the Patreon link. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.